Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. That's the job we aim to please. Morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Hope you enjoyed your Memorial Weekend. I know for a lot of this audience, it really didn't feel like a holiday weekend. Maybe you got a chance to attend a parade, a graduation, maybe you had a cookout. But I bet there's a whole lot of folks that spent Memorial Weekend wrapping up planting, wrapping up uh, making hay, maybe even some of the small grains getting cut. It was a busy weekend, but a beautiful weekend. Are we going to keep that train running? It does look like it. Now, I know everybody is crying out for a drink of rain, but that's not going to occur until later this week, if it happens at all. Prepare yourself for a warm week, that's for sure. For today, partly sunny skies, 87 are expected high. Tomorrow's a 30% chance of rain, 88. Thursday, a 30% chance of rain, 90 degrees. Friday, a 30% chance of rain, 90 degrees. And that heat continues into the weekend. Honestly, I do not see a chance of rain in the forecast for at least another 10 days. We'll see what Stu Ag meteorologist, has to say about that. Boy, you think about trying to plant crops, take care of livestock, milk cows. Oh, and by the way, battle a burning fire, a blaze. That's exactly what farmers in western Alberta, Canada, are being called on to do. They are so rural that there's not enough support system to get there and help them battle the blaze. Two young women have decided they're staying behind despite evacuation orders. You're going to hear their comments. And we're also catching up with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Full show. Stick around. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Things are blooming outside the barns in Wisconsin. I'm Bob Bosel outside the northern end of the world's longest barn. And I'm standing in a field full of tulips with Jody Wilhelm of Fall Creek. What's the deal, Jody, with all these tulips? How many tulips have you got here? And how'd you get started doing this? Well, we have 16,000 tulips, and we were looking to diversify into something more local. And we saw tulips, and we thought, those are really pretty. And so we decided to try them, and they grow. And um, we have gone from there. How much research did you do, or you didn't just jump in at both feet saying, I think tulips are pretty? We planted 4,000 the first year to see if they would grow, um, and they have. And since, I've been learning a lot about them, so I'm definitely not an expert, and there's still some things that we need to figure out how we're going to do. But you are an agronomist, so obviously, a trained agronomist, so obviously you understand how things grow, the relationship between soil and fertilizer and all kinds of things that we need to grow our crops in Wisconsin. But as far as the tulip enterprise, what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to plant our display garden and have fields of tulips like they have in Washington and um, probably not as big as Holland because that's a major player, but to have like people crawling all over Fall Creek to come and see the tulips every spring. How much does Holland play a part in this? Are we looking at some tulips, so to speak, from the motherland of tulips? We are. That was a 
my seed source uh, was there originally from Holland and um, we're growing them here to try and make more bulbs so you you wonderful customers can come and plant them in your own gardens and that's the thing you're selling bulbs you're not selling flowers the plan is to sell bulbs with the display garden we are going to have cut your own bouquet area uh, where you can cut the tulips that you want to put in a bouquet and take home how far away are we from realizing the dream because I know you've just gotten started in this the plan is for the uh, visitors garden in the future how far along are we to some degree that's to be determined um, like you said I'm a trained agronomist so I'm trying to finish up my master's degree and so hopefully it will be in the next year or two where we have the display garden and some of the other information kind of figured out on how to do production bulbs well how much time do you have to devote to this? Because I've had uh, the pleasure, the honor, whatever you want to call it, to see the Kikinoff Gardens in Holland. Three million bulbs, spring bulbs, tulips, glads, and things like that. How much research did you have to do, and are you still doing, to find the kind of bulbs that will work here and the kind of bulbs you want to, you want to present to people? Well, fortunately, we didn't get our bulbs harvested last year. So now we can see what will perennialize better and what isn't going to work in the area. If you are looking for a bulb that comes back every year, um, there's varieties that have done really well and some varieties that are eh and some that didn't even come back at all after the second year. So that was good research um, and that was kind of just an accident. We, you know, we had a baby last summer and we should have been harvesting bulbs and she took precedence. We're planning on harvesting this summer. We'll see how the bulbs look, um, and if we if they're good quality, um, we'll sell them. And uh, so we do research kind of as we go, and the questions pop up a little bit. As we look at the uh, 12,000 tulips that are growing out here now, there are a lot of different colors. They're not all one color. They're variegated. They're big ones. They're small ones. They're double tulips. you got a lot of opportunity. You have a lot of options here for different kinds of tulips. Yes, I, ha I think I have my favorites, but every time I look at the new blooms, they're just so nice. We have red ones and yellow ones and pink ones and white ones, and they all look different, and it's probably my favorite time of year when the tulips bloom. What is the challenge, and what is the, the proper environment, so to speak, for these tulips, and to get the bulbs through the winter from growing season to growing season? So the proper um, climate for tulips is... You have to have 14 weeks of cold and dark. I think around 35 degrees is the temperature. Actually, so popular belief is plant them six inches deep. You should plant them four inches deep and then put mulch on the top of them, and that will give you the best. Your tulips will come back more with four, a four-inch planting depth with mulch on top than any other depth with mulch. So we don't dig them every year and, like, put them in the basement in a dark, cool room where we might keep the, the vegetables, so to speak. I don't think that would be cold enough for them. I think they need to be a little bit colder than that. So you can plant them in the ground and they'll come back here. Sometimes not all the varieties will come back, so you kind of have to test on your own and see what's going to work well. And you also want to have well-drained soil. Um, they don't like to have wet, wet feet. Is it a, just a guess as to uh, what's the most popular or what people will like the best? What have people told you so far? as you're getting into this enterprise? Every time people come and take a look at it, they always like different ones. Some people like the red ones, some people like the pink ones, some people like, you know, the more pastel-y yellow and white ones. So I always like to hear which ones people are really drawn to because there's so many different colors and shapes and 
everybody is, has been really different, so I've been surprised. Is Holland the major area to get your tulips, or are there suppliers in this country that probably get them from Holland? What, what have you found? Holland is obviously the biggest player in the game, but there's a couple tulip outfits in Washington State. Pella, Iowa has a tulip festival, um, and there's a tulip festival in Michigan as well. Is the goal to have a tulip festival in Fall Creek, Wisconsin someday? Ultimately, that is my like dream goal, yes. As we go further into the, uh, the season now here, we're early spring, we're still planting corn and beans around the state. These are at the end of their life as far as blossoming? Yeah, um, all the years we've had them, they're usually done by June 1st. And then do you clip them or just let them die back? So we take the, the seed heads off. Um, and then you wait until the, the vegetation, the leaves have died, and then you can cut those off after everything has turned brown, and then you just leave them in the ground and let them do their thing, and they come back next year. You must have to identify which variety you've got where because uh, there are a lot of different varieties. You don't just leave them in the ground and be surprised in the spring of what's growing. I have a list of rows that I planted, and I have them all labeled. Um, they all have stakes in and they're labeled so I know what everything is called for when we harvest them and we can get them in the right boxes. At this point in time now we got 12,000 tulips in the ground here. How many different varieties do you have? Because you, you have to keep track of, of what you got approximately because some are solid colors, some are orange and yellow, some are variegated in other ways. I think we probably have something like 60 varieties planted. The bottom line is a tulip's not a tulip. I mean, it's not like one size fits all. You've got some choices here. Yeah, and they're all very pretty. What's your favorite? I like the El Ninos the best, but the rest of them depends on the day. And they're coming in different heights and different uh, blossoms. Tell me about some of that. I have some bunching varieties. They're called Quebecs, and they're, they, they start out really short, and as the plant as the flower is around longer, it gets taller and it gets bigger. Um, so the Quebec started out really short and they, they're bunching tulips, so there were a lot of little tulips all together. Um, and oh, I just love those when they come up. Right now we have red and yellow and purple double tulips. And double tulips kind of look like a big zinnia or peonies, uh, some people have said. And then we have some red and yellow ones. There is a lot of tulip choices, and there is something for everyone. Are you going to try and hybridize your own varieties, so to speak, as you get into this, or is that something that was way down the road, possibly? Well, actually, I finished a plant breeding class this semester, and I have been thinking of making my own variety. Maybe not right now. Um, I have a little research to do on plant parts and uh, really good uh, breeding methods for tulips, but it had crossed my mind. How hardy are these? You know, we've got diseases of corn and soybeans. Are they susceptible to any of the diseases we have around here? Or being kind of new to the area, it's not a problem. The tulips will be susceptible to some of the same root diseases that uh, corn and soybeans get. Um, Phytophthora is a big one. Phytophthora pretty much gets anything. And I think, I do think they get rhizoctonia. So we're going to dig them this 
with summer and see um, how the bulbs look and what they look they look like disease-wise. Uh, but the longer they're in the ground, the more chance they'll have of getting a disease. Do you have some professional people at the university, Extension, or any place like that that you can go to that uh, can answer some of these questions for you? I actually talked to my sister. Uh, she's a plant breeder in Washington State, um, and she works with some people who have worked in the tulip business, and then um, the University of Michigan. They have mm. a big tulip breeding program, and then uh, Cornell has a big tulip breeding program, so I've been digging into some of the re research that they've done. So 12,000 this year. How many we'll have next year and when we want to get fully rolling with this thing and can people buy some of these bulbs now? So we'll see how the bulbs come out this year, like what the quality is um, when they come out of the ground. If they if they look good, we'll probably be more apt to sell them than if we look like we have a lot of disease problems and we need to go back to the drawing board or, you know, try something different. A growing industry, tulips in Wisconsin with Jody Wilhelm at ANJ Agronomy. Again, twelve thousand now. Where it stops, we'll keep track. Northern end of the world's longest barn. I'm Bob Osold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center, with a get her fixed, get her done, to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com. Design, create, actuate. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Ah, uh, that's what I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, with a beautiful Memorial Weekend. I think everybody was in the same mind frame. 
can't remember a Memorial Weekend that had three days consistent of gorgeous weather. But we did. We got it, and we used it. And that's why a lot of us might even be almost glad to be able to come back to work. Stumach Ag Meteorologist might be one of those. You you had yourself a fine-to-do list that you accomplished over the weekend, too. Yeah, quite a bit of it. Did a whole lot of cleanup. I ran more chainsaw yesterday and did a lot of cleanup than I planned on. But, uh, you know, you yeah. got to do that stuff. And like I said, we were talking about it all through the weekend. Could not remember. I think it's been decades since we had three days straight on Memorial Weekend to enjoy. Yeah, of all the sunshine, the dry weather didn't, you know, bring a little rain and drop us back to the 60s one of the days that stayed very fine and stays very fine this week if you're a fan of this warm weather uh, this shortened work week contains more of that there's going to be a lot more warmth and finally a little bit of a rain chance i know we've been having great luck getting a lot of hay made a lot of hay still out in the area going in today i know that but there will be some rain chance finally trying to edge in. Let's look at a little frontal boundary and a weak system out to the west, just on the western edge of Minnesota, with a big blocking high in the northeast part of the U.S., which is the reason most of that rain will stay off to our west yet. There are some showers that have moved on into central and south-central Minnesota this morning. They aren't going to hold together and push right into Wisconsin today, although La Crosse does have a small chance of a little light rain by this evening or overnight. I don't expect the real organized system tries to edge on in until into the day tomorrow when most of us have that chance of a very isolated shower, not widespread, not big heavy rains, but a little scattered shower. Could even be a thunderstorm in your neighborhood. Those possibilities build in here for the latter part of the week. I'll have the forecast details right after this. Cameron Olson of Olson Solar Energy. Farmers understand the value of the sun. It's finally time to put solar to work on your farm. Through the Rural Energy for America grant program from the USDA, agricultural businesses can realize amazing savings from solar even sooner. Learn all about the current REAP grant from Olson Solar Energy. Stop into one of their three locations. Call them at 608-780-2347 or visit olsonsolarenergy.com today. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. As proud supporters of the beef industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to beef producers during National Beef Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious beef products for our nation and the world. Which is why at Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved. All right, buddy, give us those details. Yeah, we're going to have to get real good at heat management for us and our livestock lickety split. Yeah, it's not going to be long. I mean, upper 80s today, and I'd expect we'll have 90s reported Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So be prepared for that warm weather. Mostly sunny today, a lot of upper 80s. Winds will become south at about 5. The breeze not helping a great deal. Clear skies yet around for tonight. Back down to about 60, maybe an upper 50 here or a 61 or two there. But that's about our center point. Southeast winds about five. And that slight chance of a shower at La Crosse quite late tonight. Wednesday, mostly sunny and hot. A slight chance of a scattered shower or storm. 
even in the morning at La Crosse, afternoon further east, closer to 90, upper 80s and 90s, south winds at 5 to 10, mostly sunny, hot, the slight chance of an isolated shower or storm Thursday, still close to 90 with the south winds at 5 to 10. And Pam, I don't expect at any one time we could see more than a quarter inch of rain, and a lot of it's going to be a lot lighter than that when a little shower tries to edge in. Yeah, I know. Right now, I think we'd take just about anything we can get, though, Stu. The dust is a flying. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll make a little difference, and hopefully it doesn't mess up your hay. Yeah, right. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. See ya. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, keeping you up to date with what's coming your way weather-wise. And like we said, definitely got to make sure that you're uh, monitoring your health as well as your livestock health as the heat comes on this week. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You can hear the corn grow. You can smell healthy soil after a good rain. And you know when your livestock are healthy and when they're not. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's productivity and profitability as much as you do. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. The year is almost half over and you are still dealing with that knee or hip pain? Enough is enough. Pills are not the answer. Surgery is not the answer. You need to call QC Kinetics today. The advanced regenerative medicine solutions at QC Kinetics can give you a life without chronic joint pain. You can do all those summer activities you used to enjoy. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in taking healing properties from your own body and applying them right into your achy joint. So your joint tissue can be repaired and restored naturally. This treatment is truly revolutionary. Patients across America are having life-changing results, and there's no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have pain in your knees, back, shoulders, hips, you need to stop what you are doing and call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Learn how the latest advances in regenerative medicine can give you your life back. Call 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, that's 608-319-1750. Your construction project doesn't need to be any harder than it has to be. Sunbelt Rentals in Sun Prairie has all the equipment you'll ever need to meet your contract deadlines. Forklifts, earth-moving equipment, generators, pumps, air compressors, concrete equipment, and everything else to make the job run smooth. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Rent the equipment you need. Visit sunbeltrentals.com. Now hiring drivers. Competitive hourly rates and overtime. sunbeltrentals.com. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Today's story comes to us from a frustrated homeowner. Mother Nature was crafty, her plan was plotted. My windows are drafty, they're broken and rotted. I need new windows installed the right way. I want the best quality and can't overpay. Window World's process was easy and seamless. Best decision ever. Boy, I'm a genius. Call Window World today and be your story's hero. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family. Ergonomic office chairs that fit different employee body shapes and sizes is smart business. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. The proper fit reduces stress and pain, keeping your workforce at the office and productive. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. That's simply smart business. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred was in Milwaukee yesterday. Now, we had that story uh, yesterday morning. Uh, that about Major League Baseball's uh, and Rob Manfred threatening the Brewers with relocation as part of a push for ballpark updates. Now, American Family Field or Miller Park it opened in 2001. Uh, you know, a lot of money going into the out of the taxpayers' pocket for that. Uh, let's see here. It would cost an estimated 428 million dollars for these uh, upgrades that Major League Baseball wants. The current lease for the Brewers in American Family Field runs through 2030. They want an agreement which would extend the lease through 2043, but with that agreement, you also have to be keeping uh, up renovations, and a lot of it's got to do with the roof, right, Rowdy? Like the, the, yeah. the roof. Well, I know Governor Tony Evers presented a, uh, a proposal to take it out of the surplus, that they had had, it was $290 million for the 22-year-old ballpark, and that money would come from a surplus of roughly $7 billion. Now, Republicans in the legislature balked at the proposal. Uh, they've yet to officially uh, offer a different alternative, but uh, I do know they were talking about how they wanted a longer commitment from the brewers, that they would be a longer lease commitment, that they would be there. So uh, right now, nothing else has happened. It's sort of a standoff. So people are starting to worry about, you know, if a deal can't be reached, could we have a situation like the Oakland A's? Now, the Brewers finish, uh, let's see, here. Milwaukee uh, team is ranked ninth in total attendance from 2010 to 2019. Gone to the playoffs uh, six times, including four times since 2018. Rob Manfred taking a tour of it. Well, let's hear from Rob Manfred. Uh, this is a short one. This is after he toured American Family Field. Take one look around. It's a great ballpark that should be maintained for the benefit of the fans here in Milwaukee. 
Now, Rowdy, you were just you're the most recently at for the two of us at American Family Field not too long ago. I was there on Easter. And was there anything standing out to you that you're like this place looks like a dump? Yeah, honestly, when you walk around American Family Field, there's nothing that to the naked eye when you're just walking around taking the game that you notice is like, man, they need to fix it. I I think I saw that there was some news that they were going to be replacing the scoreboard out in center field. Yeah, but it's like. They're spending an ungodly amount of millions on the scoreboard. Like, I get they're not cheap, but when I was there, there didn't seem like there was anything wrong with the scoreboard. Yeah, I've never... Like, uh, I was never like, man, I wish they had a nicer, bigger, better <laughs> scoreboard. It was like, yeah. well, I can read it, and, uh, you know, you can clearly see what the score is, and everything's working. You didn't see any lights burnt out or anything? Like, I... Personally, no for, panels a, were burnt for, out? for a guy that's been to a handful of different Major League Baseball stadiums, yeah. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary where I'd be like, well, you know what? This just wasn't up to my code. I think this looks more like a double-A stadium. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, on that scoreboard, Rowdy, for you, I'm reading about Hell, the for the longest time, you had the Cubs and the Red Sox that would legitimately have somebody in like the green monster yeah, or up there putting, putting up, putting up the, numbers. the score is on the scoreboard. It was a, it was a manual scoreboard. What do you think would be cheaper paying a guy to do that or, uh, you know, investing into a, uh, a scoreboard like the Brewers have for a long term. <laughs> now you can probably pay some, it's intern, a lot, like, it's a lot cheap. cheaper because the intern would probably even be unpaid. Yeah. You just pay him in like ballpark food, but you wouldn't be able to do all the fun trivia stuff on the board. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to have that trivia. No. And you wouldn't have anybody getting on the big board. <laughs> I do like the idea of someone behind the green monster running around like a chicken with their head oh, cut off. Oh, it's kind of it's cuz it's kind of cool. It's yeah. like old school. I, I, I think like you it. should probably if you're going to go with the manual old school one, you're probably also going to need a big board. Yeah. Definitely. Well, on the board. Okay, so they're talking about uh, in this article about the roof closes in less than 10 minutes. Got to be able to keep maintain that. Uh, there have been few changes at the ballpark since it opened, but nothing really major since adding a much larger and updated video board to center field prior to the 2011 season. So, you know, that's a little older right there. Rob Manford, though, talking about why taxpayers should maintain American Family Field in Milwaukee. Here's the commissioner. This is a gem of a ballpark. Um, it's really important um, that the existing obligation under the lease be funded so that this great ballpark is maintained on a regular basis. It needs to be done in a timely way. So Manford there, um, they're saying Manford is helping ownership push the government to provide a lot of taxpayer funding to keep the ballpark as up-to-date as possible. The threat of moving the Brewers for the time being is merely that, just a threat. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, I wish I had better news as far as the possibility for rain this week. It looks like it's just going to be a scorcher. 87 today, 88 tomorrow, 90 for the rest of the week, and not much of a chance of rain until at least Thursday of next week. I'm Pam Youngke. Glad you're along with us on this, the 30th day of May. On this day back in 1860... The very first railway cars ran in Milwaukee. Two cars were drawn over the line known as the River and Lakeshore Street Railway. The cars were drawn by four horses. They actually paid for it with uh, $50,000 in stock subscriptions. And uh, it became the very first 
railway car system in Milwaukee this day back in 1860. On this day, 1911, the very first Indianapolis 500 was held. Ray Heron won the first running of the 500-mile auto race, which today is one of the most prestigious sporting events that we had, of course, enjoyed over Memorial Weekend. Started on this day back in 1911, and now you know. Well, I want to thank everybody that was down in Greene County on Memorial Weekend. They helped us kick off all the June Dairy celebrations that are coming our way, and that includes another upcoming event this Saturday in Wisconsin Dells. Charity Seebecker's got details. The Wisconsin Dells FFA alumni and supporters are hosting a farm-to-fork breakfast fundraiser on Saturday, June 3rd from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. There will be farm tours, animals, and activities for the kids and adults alike. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Chris Davis, Wisconsin Dells FFA alumni member and local dairy farmer, says this breakfast highlights community businesses and Wisconsin agriculture. He explains more about how they're working to connect consumers to agriculture through the breakfast, but also with other community partnerships. Our goal for the Dairy Breakfast right now is a local fundraiser for local businesses to produce and to show what is grown locally and just to kind of get the Dells tied into it, not just the tourist, but to get kind of the farming aspect back onto it. And then basically our organization supports the Wisconsin Dells High School uh, FFA and Ag Business Department. And then we provide aid for the students to attend conventions, scholarships, volunteer, agricultural science projects. And majority of the fund for the breakfast is going towards the new brew farm project. And the brew farm project basically is, it's to teach the next generation how to take care of animals and where their food actually comes from. And then like some of the things that they are doing, they're collecting eggs which are sold locally. The meat will be uh, produced from the farm and will be put into the Wisconsin Dells lunch program. So why was this event needed? What was the idea behind starting it? So before there was a local uh, major fundraiser, the Huber Brothers, which was a big tractor show that they had typically Father's Day weekend and um, had a food booth there. And you know, kind of that was the major fundraiser. Well. A couple years ago they decided that they were not going to do that anymore so we had to come up with something and trying to come up with a different fundraiser so we tried to you know come up with something that we can tie the Dells in and in our local area we really don't have at this date the first part of June there is no dairy breakfasts. So this is the second year this event is happening what new changes or improvements have been made from last year to this year? So last year we had it at the local um, park, Bowman Park. Uh, We moved it to the high school this year, trying to just kind of help, um, you know, show off the new school, show off the brew farm. And then we also teamed up with the New Haven Helping Hands 4-H Club. And they are going to provide a tractor and classic car show along with a ice cream sale. And then we will be selling tickets for a Farmall A or you can get $2,000 cash. So is the breakfast being sourced locally? Yes, the homemade bread, coffee is brewed just down the street. The cheese actually will be um, from Mullins. Our dairy and another uh, dairy in the area supply the uh, milk for them along with 700 other patrons that they have. The eggs will be from the brew farm and the milk is uh, from Sassy Cow. 
So what are you guys doing to connect the Dells visitors and locals alike about Wisconsin agriculture through that farm to fork aspect of this event? How are you really targeting that group to educate them? So we are trying to just, you know, give that aspect of that local, you know, trying to tie into the fact of, you know, where your product comes from and, you know, that things are locally sourced. It isn't just coming from, you know, wherever, that there is opportunities to get local. And that's what we're trying to really trying to promote. Many, when they think of Wisconsin Dells, they think of water parks, the water park capital of the world. But we both know, and most of our listeners know, it's more than that. There is agriculture involved here within the Dells. So can you describe any relationships you guys may have on conservation or energy efforts or things you're just helping with the Dells community in general? So right now we are currently with the high school chapter. We supplies vegetables and eggs to local restaurants and then the school lunch program. The program has also grown, will be growing um, and adding in the future beef, pork, sheep, sell to local restaurants and then the school lunch program. Right now they have planted asparagus, Christmas trees. They're raising chickens for the for the eggs, goats and potbelly pigs uh, for the students to take care of and kind of learn how to, you know, just take care of animals in general. And then, you know, it isn't just, you know, your cats and dogs. You know, once you learn to take care of another animal, you know, you're, you're very diverse. That farmland plot, is that going to be utilized throughout the year, summer, throughout the school year, just through the egg program? Or is there going to be a community involvement to come teach these students about it too you know it's going to kind of bring aspect into bringing the community plus having um, community events into there and then just kind of uh, showing off the brew barn you know it's been there for ages Uh, it was locally built some of the lumber was literally came from the uh, state park the rocky arbor state park to build this brew barn so it's it's an historical marker is there anything else that we should know about the Wisconsin Dell agriculture or the work that the FFA alumni is doing? We are always looking for new members. We meet bi-monthly and hoping to get more people involved so we can get this brew project, um, you know, kind of helping and assist that where it needs to be. And can you give us one last reminder of all the details for this event? For the breakfast, $10 a person. Um, children under five are going to be free. It is going to be June 3rd from 8 to 12 and come and join us and have some delicious grilled cheese, scrambled eggs, cranberries, sassy cow milk, your coffee from Bella Goose. So, I mean, it should be a great event. There's going to be farm tractors there, old trucks, and then go and see the brew farm. You know, there's goats right now and chickens and all that. That was Chris Davis, Wisconsin Dells FFA alumni member. Mark your calendars and have a family day learning about agriculture and the Farm to Fork Breakfast Fundraiser Saturday, June 3rd at the Wisconsin Dells High School. More information can be found in the article on our website at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com.
As proud supporters of the beef industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to beef producers during National Beef Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious beef products for our nation and the world. Which is why at Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, supposed to be joining us this morning. Markets are currently trading lower, but they are back in session. Well, you think about all the jobs that farmers are trying to do these days. Right now, they're trying to wrap up planting, maybe putting on some extra fertilizer, taking care of weed control, then go home, feed the livestock, milk cows. Can you imagine all that? Plus, trying to fight wildfires encroaching on your agribusiness. That is exactly what is happening in northwest Alberta, where farmers are being forced to skip taking care of their livestock and instead figure out how they can battle wildfire flare-ups. Yellowhead County, north of Jasper Provincial Park, is one area facing those challenges. Kelsey Miller and Samantha Kalu are neighboring farmers that have decided to ignore local evacuation orders to save their farms. Are we supposed to just sit idly by? We can't wait. You do what you have to do, and sometimes you might get in trouble for it. Any inaction results in loss, and we don't want loss of life, loss of land, loss of our livestock. There's too much stake for us to be idle. We're helping ourselves because we have to at this point. By the looks of it, we're going to be doing it ourselves for the rest of the summer. Kelsey Miller and Samantha Kalu, neighboring farms in Yellowhead County, Alberta, Canada, Uh, The mayor of Yellowhead County says he's not at all satisfied with provincial fire efforts, but there's just not enough resources. They've now made a call outside of their province, outside their borders, trying to get more help to assist those very rural areas. Man, that is tough, and it doesn't look like they're going to get any break anytime soon. Markets, they're not getting a break either. We're in a weather-driven market, so long as uh, farmers have continued to see warm, dry weather, the markets are soft. December corn's down two right now at 532. November beans down 13 at 1176. July wheat's down eight and a half at 607. On Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a penny to 149. 40-pound block cheese was down four and a quarter at 147 and three quarters. Double-A butter, that gained a penny and a quarter to 243 a pound. Right now, June milk is down four at fifteen eighty four. July milk down seven, sixteen fifty one a hundred weights. What about this weather driven market? Are we going to see anything out of this afternoon's planting progress report? What about the international trade? We're going to toss it all in a basket and hand it over to John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, joining us live on a Tuesday next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Look around your office. Are you surrounded by a dark, dingy workplace? This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. Shop our full selection of good-looking and ergonomic office furniture that's easy on the eyes and your back. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. Increase morale and dump the dingy. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. Actuate LLC. Com. Design. Create. Actuate. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Pam Yonke is the best thing to happen to farming since pipeline milking. And she didn't make us say that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. <laughs> Got to get an update on that. There's a whole lot more technology that's impressive than pipeline milking. Anyhow, it is a Tuesday morning. Going to be a hot week around the state of Wisconsin. Time to talk about what the market is discussing. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us this morning. It sure looks like everybody is pivoting directly to weather, John. Very much so. And I mean, that was the focus last week in the grain markets was this, I mean, beautiful weather for the weekend. And But at the same time, things have been getting dry across the I-states. And that's something everybody's been kind of keeping an eye on. Forecasts are continuing that for the next couple of days. But, the, you know, the grain markets, though, we look at longer range. And we talked about it last week with a lot of clients that the weather forecast for last night and today going into the second week of June, we're going to be the big focus. Now, we saw a heck of a rally. We've really come off those lows pretty quick quickly on some short covering and building some premium in, but it seems like weather patterns are looking to start changing. We're supposed to get maybe cooler and wetter as we get into the second half of the month of June, and the markets are reflecting that with some selling pressure today, at least on the overnight session. Now we'll see if that materializes, you know, because but when we get a weather market, things can be very volatile, things can move very quickly. We've seen things change from date you know, from time to time based on the weather models when one comes out in the morning or one in the afternoon. If there's any differences, the market prices it in pretty aggressively at times. Yeah. Remind me when we're going to get the next USDA report on acreage. Well, we'll be getting the June report here relatively soon. That'll be next, uh, uh, excuse me, a week or so, about on June 10th or so. We'll get that next report. That won't be an acreage number. That'll be just the WASI. But then we get the final planning acreage number at the end of the month in June. On the 30th, that'll all be our grain stocks report. So we're still going to be living with those uh, March acre numbers through this June uh, WASI coming up here next week. Uh, but then the, at the end of the month is going to be the big key. That's when we'll see if we see some adjustments, obviously, with the planning pace that we've seen out there. Now, this beautiful weather has allowed that northern planting pace to just really push. Yeah, right. That, you're talking about places like North Dakota. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's about, that was about the only real laggard left in the whole report was what North Dakota was. And from talking to producers up there, those that could get going, they were pushing full speed, even through their prevent plant date, knowing they could still get this thing in the ground. Right. Is there any region that's getting wet weather or is cooler or are we all kind of in the same boat right now, John? You know, right now it's been a little bit of a drought buster in some of the parts in the western plains. If you've been watching the radars, it's just been kind of sitting across in western Nebraska and certain parts of Kansas and just kind of rolling along that line and, you know, seeing some reports and, you know, down into Texas as well. You know, there's just actually some decent rain, some coverage coming in, things that they've needed. You know, people haven't seen a decent amount of rain in well over a year are glad to see it. Now we'll see if that continues. But again, we are switching to an El Nino pattern and that typically brings more moisture into the atmosphere with the warmer ocean temperatures, brings more volatility in terms of weather in that regard. And, and uh, again, this pattern is shifting into the point where we're going to probably see more moisture here across the Midwest. And I think producers need to make sure you take that into account when it comes to your marketing plans here for this year, that this little rally may have been a bit, bit of a gift to get some things sold at the last minute here and start making sure you're building your defense. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, is along with us. Their website, totalfarmmarketing.com. And if you want to pick up the phone and give them a call, 800-334-9779. All right, let's pivot a little bit here, John. Uh, livestock market has been about as red hot as our weather forecast is. Is that, uh, is that still being maintained or tell me what's going on with our livestock? Yeah, live cattle prices continue to push higher. We saw a strong live cattle cash market, especially in the north again this week. Trade over 180 plus in some regions. We did see a bump up in the southern trade, but we still got that big discrepancy between northern and southern trade. Biggest thing is, though, you know, the retail demand, as expensive as it is, we're still talking choice carcasses finishing last week over the $300 mark, and that just still keeps enough meat on the bone for the packers who are still looking for cattle. So we saw June, August cattle pushed a new contract highs towards the end of the week last week and hold on to those. Just feels like this cattle market's got another leg in it. Now throw in the fact that we could see grain prices and a plentiful supply of grain if the weather does turn the right direction in terms of production. You know, that's only going to help push this feeder cattle market at the same time because the supplies just aren't there. Now, if the feed costs come down, that's just going to make the competition for a tight feeder cattle supply go up. Yeah. And at the same time, we just can't send enough sympathy to pork. No, we can't. The hog market just continues to struggle. Again, breaking the new contract lows aggressively last week. You know, some of it's about what's going on in China in terms of pork supplies. Also, just uh, also the concerns with pro uh, pro with Proposition 12 in California, how the supplies are going to be moving here. You know, we just got a lot of pork out there right now. Now, there's going to be a point here. The consumer is going to make the switch from, from beef to pork, but we just haven't seen it yet to this point. Mm -hmm. But there's a definite difference at the grocery store in terms of prices. Oh, yeah, very true. All right, my friend. Well, we appreciate the post-Memorial Day update. Have a good week. We'll catch up with you next Tuesday. Sounds good. Everybody have a great week. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us again that website, totalfarmmarketing.com, and their toll-free number, 800-334-9779. Take care of yourself today, folks. We'll see you tomorrow morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with